Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. This is Chrissy from Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Our mission is to provide your pet the latest in veterinary medical care in a compassionate, family-oriented setting. Our staff specializes in caring for your pet, from providing preventative care to diagnosing and treating an accident or illness. We are located at 150 Herfringe Boulevard behind the Valero. Check us out at CibeloCreekVetHospital.com or call 830-816-5123. We would love your pet to be a part of our family. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Stories shared on God and Our Dogs bring aha moments. Aha moments transform us as we see ourselves from God's perspective. Trusting and relying on God renews, creates, and elevates our lives. You can find us at GodandOurDogs.com. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is LaDonna Mack. LaDonna is a retired middle school Texas and American history teacher. She and her husband Steve of Texas Heritage Bank are big supporters of the great things happening around Bernie. She is friendly and happy and discerning. Best of all, her dogs would introduce her as loving, kind, and dependable. Welcome, LaDonna. We're so happy that you're joining us today. Thank you, Meg. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great. And I can't wait for people to hear about your experience with dogs through the years. And that experience started early on as a kid. Tell us about your dad and what he did. Yeah, thanks. Um, My earliest memories of dogs, I'm not really sure um, what age I really was, but uh, my father was a hunter, loved to bird hunt. So he hunted pheasant, quail, and dove all my life that I remember didn't ever hunt a larger game. But um, So he typically had bird dogs, English setters and English pointers. And the, I always remember the setters were just so beautiful. They had usually typically black and white and just lovely thick fur. And, and then the pointers were more wiry. Like if you're familiar with um, bird dogs, but um, yeah, my dad had litters of puppies on occasions, and those were just playmates of mine. I put them in my stroller, like I'm sure other little ones did at times, but I would try to sneak them to sleep with them, and um, the puppies were really just part of growing up as well. And I don't remember having 
litter after litter after litter, but it wasn't uncommon to have some. And so I just grew to love the puppies and the dogs. That is too cool. So you told me something really interesting about the dogs' names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, typically, Meg, you had asked me if um, it was hard when the puppies were sold or when my dad, you know, when a dog passed away. But they really, I don't remember them typically really being family dogs. They were really hunting dogs. So mm-hmm. although my dad took great care of them, they weren't inside and they weren't um, really playmates. So typically their names, if it was a male dog, was Rex, and a female dog is Susie. There may have been another, others, but those I remember those throughout my life. Uh-huh. So that was either just a name that he liked to call from the field or maybe their lineage or something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, if you look at those AKC names, mm-hmm. sometimes they're like mm-hmm. five or six names, yeah. and you're like, oh my gosh, and they call them like something entirely different. Exactly. <laughs> Well, that may have been the case, and I never really thought to ask him, but Uh we later had a lab that my little son at the time was about a fourth grader, and she was a little female, and he wanted to name her Susie because that was familiar to him. Mm -hmm. My dad had always, he'd heard him call those dogs. Yeah. Well, did your dad just breed the dogs, or did he also train them? No, he trained his own dogs, and um, when he would keep a pup or when he would even just have dogs that he bought, early memories of him out in our backyard and on the driveway. And he would hold up what looked like a big fishing pole, mm-hmm. um, a cane pole with a um, a long, long string. And tied to the bottom of the string would be some sort of object. It would typically be rags wound around a piece of wood with even nails through it. So that sounds a little harsh, but he was never unkind with the dogs. It just taught them to hold the bird later very softly in its uh-huh. mouth. So the nail would barely stick through. It was wound so heavily with rags, but he would, I think if I remember correctly, he would put uh, the smell of the birds on those on those rags so that they would get used to the smell and get used to holding them very gently. Mm-hmm. And then he would also teach them to wait, taught them, you know, it was so fun to see little bitty puppies pointing um, as he would hold that in front of their noses. And they mm-hmm. would go into an immediate point as little ones. And so he taught them to be patient and wait and not go until he said. And yeah, how in the it was world just did, neat to see. How in the world did he teach them to wait? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. It's just, I guess, as like you teach a little dog to sit. Um, I guess I never asked his his house, but I love just seeing his kindness to the dogs and his, I guess, is um, relentless with them, so to speak. He he spent a lot of time with them, teaching mm-hmm. them, and he would say hold. That was one word hold. I remember him using, mm-hmm. hold. And then he would say, okay, you know, uh-huh, release them. release. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know that he really had professional training, but he hunted with a lot of different people. And so it was just typical. Well, we sometimes send yeah. our dogs to trainers today, which I've done and is wonderful. But that just seemed to be something intuitively he did. He gave our dogs their own shots and their own medicine. Mm-hmm. And that sort of stuff. Well, that really, spending that time really mm-hmm. did strengthen the relationship between them. Oh, especially sure. in the field, I would imagine. Right. They needed to be able to... Right. listen yeah. and respond uh-huh. and return with the birds <laughs> with the bird right yeah. right and my dad would bring home 
You know, it's interesting to talk about this with you because I remember um, he would come in with pouches full of quail and they were partially clean, but he'd clean them at the sink and my mom would soak them just like a lot of people do with their venison. And um, oh, we had feasts, uh-huh. those delicious quail, chicken fried with gravy and biscuits. And that was just uh-huh. part of growing up. Good food. Very neat. Very, Very good neat. food. <laughs> so um, how did you get introduced to other kinds of dogs growing up? Yeah, you know, there was something innate in me as well. I just love dogs. My mom, I, I didn't get it from her, let's just say. The dogs, <laughs> she didn't appreciate them in the house at all. And, and she was kind to them, but she she didn't have the love for them. And um, I had always said that I'd be a vet someday. And I, I think told you earlier that I had a huge book at the time that was supposed to be all dog breeds. That's so many years ago that who knows now. There yeah, they probably c- seem to create many, new. many more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it certainly didn't have any labradoodles at the time, yeah. but I would pour over that book. I mm-hmm. loved it. I actually think I still have it. I need to look in the closet because I saved it for years and years, but I would go through page after page. I loved the sheep dogs. I loved, you know, and and I've often thought I always loved big dogs. Now, I don't know if that was part of growing up with larger dogs, but mm-hmm. um typically didn't lean toward just the smaller ones like so many mm-hmm. people do but that was uh-huh. that was definite love from early on that's neat uh-huh. so what were the first kinds of dogs that you got when you were an adult yeah well as an adult I think I was just always just such a softy for a puppy and we were at someone's home one time I'd only been married a couple of years and so after college you know didn't have one there but a couple of years after we had moved to the Dallas area, a family we were visiting had a litter of basset hounds. And if you've seen a basset hound puppy, uh-huh. they are beyond adorable. They are the cutest little things. And so we, of course, ended up with one of their basset hound puppies. And we loved her. Oh, we loved her. And then the next year we got one of her litter mates. So we got another one of their pups. And we named them, I don't know if I mentioned this, we named them after the um, Andy Griffith show. So we had Aunt B was the first little basset, and then and then the second one was Andy. Andy, so yeah. he was my sweet one that we struggled with teaching much because he was... He was, but he was sweet. <laughs> he didn't. So he, he wasn't a fast learner, but he, he was very, very learner, sweet. Yeah. So, so he's a little different than those uh, hunting dogs yes, you were used to. Very growing up. different yeah. than those smart, smart hunting dogs. Yeah, that's, that's right. fun. That's, that's fun. super fun. Uh huh. So it sounds like you're. You also had some labs early on as oh, well we with did. your son. Mm-hmm. We did. You know, we had the the two bassets. We actually took in another puppy from our neighborhood, another basset hound puppy. So at one time we had three basset. Oh my goodness. In our yard. And we lived near a fire station and daily they would, I guess, test their sirens mm-hmm. on occasion. Maybe it was Saturdays, but it seemed like daily I'm probably to well, my that's neighbors. What they, that's what they I do in they Bernie. Do, don't yeah, they? That's the, at noon. Oh, and our dogs would just sing to those sirens and then but our our neighbors loved them too, so they were yeah. kind about it. And um, eventually we um, did get a puppy. They one of our basses passed away and then a second one. We still had one, and um, my son was wanting a bicycle for Christmas. He was still pretty little. He was probably maybe second or third grade. So we had gone to purchase a bicycle, and in the (laughs) parking lot was a litter of pups in someone's truck, and they were selling 
labs. They were mm-hmm. selling little black labs, and he asked us to call his grandmother. He wanted one of those puppies, so he's got that directly from me. We're both oh, isn't that fun? Dog lovers, and yeah. so we came home with a little black lab puppy instead of a bicycle. Oh, thankfully, Santa brought him instead of the bicycle. Santa brought him a bike anyway. Thankfully, so well, uh, good old Santa. But yeah, well, he um, hit the gold mine did. that day with a, a dog and the bike a later. Black lab, yeah. and and she was a little girl, the one he picked, and so he named her Susie. Very cool. Kind of come first circle. (laughs) Well, before we um, talk a little bit more about your dogs from earlier times and your your dog that you have right now, I want to take a little break and tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today, and that is Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital cares for my dogs in such a compassionate way. Vets and staff treat khaki and bullet with the best preventative care, effective medications, dental checkups, surgery when needed, food selection, and even luxury boarding. Find them at 150 Herfranch Boulevard, ZibeloCreekVetHospital.com or 830-816-5123. That's Zibolo Creek Vet Hospital. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we get to give one of our lucky listeners a treat each month. This month it is a $100 Amazon gift card. Go to our website, GodInOurDogs.com, to enter. The winner will be announced there at the end of each month. That's GodInOurDogs.com for an Amazon gift card treat. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. This is Mike Bellamy, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs, and this is Meg Greer, your host. Today, we are joined by LaDonna Mack. And before the break, LaDonna told us all about her childhood experiences with English setters and pointers and um, the, the training that her dad did with them and also her fun Basset Hounds and Black Lab. So I think Black Labs kind of run in your family, don't they? You have a they run in our hearts in your hearts for sure, (laughs) and in my heart too. You know, our Black Lab Bell inspired this whole show. So yes, yes, we could talk about Black Labs all day long. Um, But you have a current Black Lab, I do. And what's her name? Her name is Cece, and um, we we think she's the sweetest and best dog that we've really ever had. We've loved our others and, of course, loved Susie that we mentioned earlier so very much. Had her 13 years, almost 14 years. But we believe that Cece is just kind of cut above. She's something. What makes her so special? (laughs) She's extraordinarily intelligent and very, very gentle. Gentle Gentle-spirited for a Labrador, which is kind of unusual. I mean, they're always wonderful dogs. Mm -hmm. And loving, very, very loyal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she's extremely gentle. Our our vet has often said she's really a golden retriever in a black lab suit. So Mm -hmm. she's just, we took her um, to be trained to um, uh, someone who trains Labradors in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And she kept her for about three weeks and trained Cece. And when we picked her up, she said, we will trade two of either of our labs here for this puppy. Oh, no way. And <laughs> we kind of thought she was kidding, but she said, I'm really not kidding. And we said, oh, we're, we can't. No, we can't do that. But I've often wondered if 
she were serious, she had two beautiful little lab mm-hmm. pups there with her that were hers. But they said this dog just was incredibly easy to train, and they thought she was special as well. So mm-hmm. we knew we just weren't partial. She really is sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what kind of things do you all enjoy doing together, you and Cece? Yeah, daily we walk, and of course she is a lab in that regard. So mm-hmm. we have a good two-mile walk that we've already done this morning, and, and I bring her home, and of course in the heat now, but even in the winter, she swims in our pool right after. That's just part of the walk as soon as we get home um she goes right in the pool for some laps and frisbee and then we do an evening walk which is a little shorter but those are the main things that we do we play ball and labs and tennis balls and other toys but her favorite thing to do is to walk and we live out on some land and our neighbor has some acreage near us Uh so we can go up in that in the morning he he lets the neighborhood people walk their dogs there if they want to and she thinks she's hunting every morning. She oh, chases wow. deer in there. She goes in and out. I just noticed that her collar that lights up at night for our night walks is missing. It pulled out of her little harness, and so it's probably hanging on a tree somewhere deep in the underbrush because um, that lights her up for the cars, but you have to buy another one. I guess so. I guess yeah. so. She yeah. has a lot of fun running. Yeah. How does she get along with other dogs in the neighborhood? She gets along well. She's friendly and sweet, so she, she would love to play more with them than they typically want to play with her. She's yeah. still pretty young. She's just turned four. Yeah. Well, you told me a little bit about a run-in that she had with a bulldog. She did. <laughs> a little dog came running out of its... Our, our neighborhood has acreage, so everybody's got probably three to five acres, maybe some a little more. And one of their dogs was loose, which rarely happens. And so it came at CC and uh, really started biting her. And that's been hard for her to get over. She was wagging and just waiting in a friendly way. She was off leash, which was really, I was grateful for because she could move from us. And my husband was with me and trying to push the other dog away, but it was persistent, even with Steve's strength. Um, trying to keep it from getting to her and so we've talked since about what we would do kind of trying to plan if that happened again but yeah that was a surprise Mm -hmm. so Cece's nature is gentle and she's taken a while to get over it but she's back to herself yeah yeah you don't often think of needing to be the protector for Mm -hmm. your dog right right and especially a bigger dog right right I'm sure her personality played Mm -hmm. into that a little bit and I think it was a surprise I think when your dog's breeding is typically friendly or they've been raised in that way yeah she was I think very caught off guard so we all were we were were, uh, struggling with that but yeah, that yeah. that really makes me think. How mm-hmm. often does that happen with yeah. us? You know, we yeah. we tend to be friendly and accepting, and sometimes mm-hmm. things happen that come yeah. out of the blue. That's right. Yeah. It's part of life. So you know, you protected Cece mm-hmm. very uh, much, in that and we're situation. very conscious now about yeah. doing that when we're with her. It makes me think about okay, so <laughs> who protects us? Mm-hmm. How does how does God figure into that? And you told me that one of your favorite scriptures was from Amos, and I just love that because nobody has ever told me one of their favorite scriptures is from an Old Amos. Testament minor prophet, and I, I love that. And you said that he who forms the mountains, who creates the wind, and who reveals his thoughts to mankind, who turns dawn to darkness and treads on the heights of the earth, the Lord God Almighty is his name. And isn't that cool yes. that we have the Lord God of Almighty yes. on our side? Yes. Yeah. And he formed everything that is, yeah. including these precious dogs that we love so much, mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. companions to yeah. us. So. And, yes. you know, when things kind of come out of the blue, it's 
It's hard to realize how much God does know, isn't it? And as Amos said, he reveals his thoughts to us. It's remarkable. Mm -hmm. I love it. That scripture encompasses so many things. Mm -hmm. He, God is the creator, the very name of God, and that he does share himself and his thoughts with us. So I've always loved it for Mm -hmm. a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. And he shares them with us, but we kind of... You know, when you share, like I think of a little kid sometimes, when they share their toys or whatever, the other child has to accept them, right? right. And so if God shares his thoughts, yeah. what do we need to do? Right. Yeah, we have That's to. Right. We receive them. We have to really. Have to listen. We have to listen. And we have to, I think, be open and, and uh, accepting of the thoughts that he's willing to share. The God of the, of the universe, the creator of everything, mm-hmm. sharing his thoughts, his wisdom. Yeah. With us. So, yeah. And that makes me think back to your dad training those dogs. You know, we were talking about how they had to learn how to listen to him. You know, I love that, Meg. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much that it's so rich, our relationship with our dogs in that way, and that we can think about God. And Cece, I I feel the same is true with her. She, we walk her off leash a lot. She has an e-collar. And so she knows to look at us as we're off leash in our neighborhoods. There's not a lot of traffic, but cars will come. We've taught her to come to us and sit when a car comes by. She's not leashed to us and she does it instinctively. She she trusts us to know that there's something coming and she'll come to us and, and wait with us. And I do think that is really a mirror image of how we know mm-hmm. that we can trust God. Yeah. And, and there's that waiting again. Right. Yeah. And right. that waiting. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's really cool. You know, it's it's really neat to think about how different Cece's demeanor is to mm-hmm. And isn't that what Jesus talked to us about, you know, yeah. that people would know who his followers are by their demeanor, right? And I he love. tells us that we're his sheep and that we listen to his voice. Right. So I love that parallel because mm-hmm. she knows us. She knows, and as your dogs probably do, I can be talking to Steve, my husband, on the phone on speaker instead of quietly and she'll listen and mm-hmm. look and become alert as I'm yeah. sure your dogs do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So she neat. knows our voices and we know Jesus's voice and we're his sheep mm-hmm. follow him. Right. Well, LaDonna, I can't believe how fast time goes when we're talking <laughs> about two of our favorite subjects, God and our dogs. Yes. Um, yes. I know you've been involved with a lot of nonprofit over the years, but I know one's really near and dear yeah. to your heart. Tell us yeah. about that one. Well, thank you for asking, Meg. We're part of Colson Center for Christian Worldview, where Steve and I both are Colson Fellows, which is a, almost, uh, for me, it was a year-long study with Choke Colson in 06 and 07. And we learned to teach biblical worldview, and it's just been transformative to our lives. In fact, Cece's name, she's a girl, but her name is not, it's just two letters, C&C. And Chuck Colson was such a dear friend and mentor of mine that she's named for him, Chuck oh, Colson. Fun. So yeah. it's a fun conversation starter sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, that program has just transformed our lives and we have a Colson Fellows San Antonio program that will start again. We're taking applications in June so if mm-hmm. anyone's interested you can go to colsoncenter.org and um, we would love to connect you with that wonderful program. Oh awesome well that was good timing since the applications are out Yeah now. that's right. Well thank you so much for joining us today oh, LaDonna. It's been I such a pleasure it. to learn about yes. you and Cece and all of the fun dogs you've had through the year. Enjoyed it so much thank you for having me. Yeah. Well before we bring the show to a close I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. 
Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. LaDonna's stories about her dad training future bird dogs to wait made me think about My Black Lab Bell, the inspiration for the show. You may wonder how in the world Bell had such a huge impact on my reliance on God. One day, my energetic fetcher, Bell, and I started for a walk. I forgot her ball. Big mistake. I asked her, sit, wait, I'll be right back. After getting the ball, I turned around and she had followed me. I told her, almost stopping in mid-sentence, Bell, I was getting something for you. How often had God said to me, Meg, wait, it's not time. I'm putting things in place for you. But I went ahead anyway, relying on myself, anxious and unwilling to wait. From that point on, I saw lessons about God from my relationship with Belle all the time. She helped me experience and digest the Bible study lessons and sermons that seemed so theoretical. Through Belle, I discovered a new perspective by relying on God the way she relied on me. Relying on God continues to transform me into the person God created me to be. I hope you enjoy our guest dog and God stories as much as I do. Believe it or not, I'm already planning the next shows for this fall. I want your ideas. If there's a guest you would like to hear on God and Our Dogs, please email stories at godandourdogs.com or leave a comment on God and Our Dogs Facebook page. Until next time, how is your dog relying on you today? Maybe God wants you to rely on him the same way. This is Meg Greer, and you have been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show later on our website or your favorite podcast site. In fact, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a show. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs and click follow. Subscribing and following helps the show spread the word about relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. This is Chrissy from Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Our mission is to provide your pet the latest in veterinary medical care in a compassionate, family oriented setting. Our staff specializes in caring for your pet from providing preventative care to diagnosing and treating an accident or illness. We are located at 150 Herfringe Boulevard behind the Valero. Check us out at CibeloCreekVetHospital.com or call 830-816-5123. We would love your pet to be a part of our family.